your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 682 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And that song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And the Rangers coming off of uh, kind of a disappointing preseason finale. They fall to the Islanders by a final score of 3-1. to one. Capo Caco scores the lone goal for the Rangers, but... One of those games that kind of felt like a Rangers-Islanders game from, you know, two or three years ago and not in a good way because at that time, the Islanders pretty much were dominating this rivalry and they just kind of turned the game into a slog and there's just not a whole lot of action, you know, happening in the game. So that's kind of what it felt like last night. The Rangers really just couldn't get anything going offensively. Got off to an okay start, but just couldn't really sustain it. And um, the Rangers conclude the preseason having won just two of the six games that they've played. And, you know, it's not ideal, obviously. I will say, you know, I think this is a little bit of a disappointing preseason, and I'm going to get into the reasons why in just a little bit here. But I will also say that if the Rangers come out against Tampa Bay on Tuesday night and they win that game in decisive fashion, or really if they win the game at all, then nobody's really going to care about what this team did in the preseason. It will be a long-forgotten memory just like that. But as things stand, yeah, a couple of things that uh, concern me at least a little bit about the preseason, it's not even really so much the record. Uh, It goes deeper than that. But we will get to that in due time. We're going to talk about that. We will talk about uh, the game itself here, a couple of highlights and lowlights from this game. Uh, We're going to talk about some roster decisions for the Rangers as far as how they line up on opening night. Uh, also going to talk about Capo Caco and his big preseason because it looks like he's starting to perhaps solidify himself on the uh, top line right wing spot there. And I want to start today by talking about the line combinations that the Rangers went with for this game, as well as Vitaly Krasov's absence from the lineup and what that could potentially mean. So for starters, the lineup, you've got uh, Mika centering Kreider and Kako, Trocek centering Panarin and Vizi, Hedl centering Lafreniere and Goodrow, Carpenter centering Blay and Reeves. Uh, then you've got Miller and Fox, you've got Jones and Schneider, and you've got Tenorti and Barkowski. And I think this is pretty close to what the Rangers are going to go with on opening night. Obviously, uh, two notable absences coming into this game. Well, Kraftsoff for sure, but also, you know, as far as defensemen are concerned, uh, you had, uh, you know, Ryan Lindgren and Jacob Truba not in the lineup, which meant we got to see uh, the intriguing combination of Keandre Miller and Adam Fox skating as the Rangers' top pairing. Now, I'm not looking for the Rangers to do anything different going into the regular season, uh, but when I saw that both Lindgren and Truba were not going to play in this game, I was hoping the Rangers would do this, give Miller and Fox a little bit of run together. I mean, it's happened every once in a blue moon in the past, but we've never really seen the two of them out there on the ice. Now, when the regular season starts, once again, I would stick with Lindgren and Fox and Miller and Truba. It falls under the category of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, It's been an awesome quartet, and those two pairings have played very well together. But it is good to know that, you know, you can shake things up if you need to. If you want to go with, you know, an old-school, hard-hitting pairing, you can put Lindgren and Truba together, maybe, and a more dynamic top pairing of Miller and Fox, that's also an option. Uh, Again, I would not do that to start the season. I like Lindgren and Fox together. I think they complement each other extraordinarily well. I think Truba and Miller have great chemistry. Miller has complemented Truba with, you know, helping him develop in the NHL. So, 
yeah, I would not do anything different, but it was kind of interesting to see Miller and Fox uh, play together here. And if you need a shakeup at some point during the season, then you can always give that a shot. But again, start of the regular season, I'm sticking with the same four quartet, the same four guys in the same four spots that the Rangers have been rolling with. Uh, but obviously the most notable thing here coming into last night's game is that Vitaly Kravtsov wasn't in the lineup because by that point, we already pretty much knew that Lindgren and Truba weren't going to be playing, both dealing with what are said to be minor injuries, both expected to be good to go on Tuesday night against Tampa, and so there was no real reason to chance anything here in a preseason finale. Uh, but Kravtsov, you know, I, I think most of us, I, I certainly me, uh, expected him to be out there against the Islanders uh, in this preseason finale because Vitaly Kravtsov is in a spot where, you know, he's trying to a, make this team, and B, potentially solidify himself a spot in the top six. And it's kind of hard to do that if you're not even on the ice. I mean, of all the players to to sit out this game, Kravtsov is one of the most surprising because, again, you know his roster spot and his place on the opening night lineup, if he actually makes the opening night lineup, is very unsettled right now. And so you would think a player, you know, fitting that description would be allowed to play in the preseason finale and would be given every opportunity to, you know, potentially put his best foot forward and, um, you know, just show what he can do. But, you know, I think the fact that Kravtsov was a, a scratch, a healthy scratch in this game, probably tells you that he's not going to be out there on the opening night lineup. Now, I don't think they're going to put him on waivers or anything like that. I suppose it's possible that, you know, maybe Chris Drury can strike a trade at the zero hour here and deal Kravtsov, you know, right before the season starts. I don't think that'll happen either. It can't be ruled out because, you know, Drury was never really a Krasov guy in the first place, and we know the uh, tumultuous relationship that the Rangers and Krasov have had with each other. Obviously, everybody's been playing nice in the sandbox recently, but you never know. I mean, a trade can always be right around the corner, and any trade of Krasov, you know, at this point, I would like to see him get a chance this season, but if he got traded, would I be surprised? Would I be all that mad about it? No, not really. I mean, so much has happened that I don't think anything can be surprising when it comes to Vitaly Kravtsov, including a potential trade. But, you know, I will say this as well. You know, Kravtsov, he played in four preseason games with the Rangers, and only two players played in more than that. That would be Hedl, who played five, as well as, uh, let's see, uh, Jimmy Vesey, who played five. Uh, so he got an opportunity to put his best foot forward. But again, him not playing in this preseason finale, that tells me that he's probably going to be the 13th forward to start the season, and he will not be out there on opening night because I think the Rangers, when you look at their forwards last night, they pretty much went with as close to a dress rehearsal type game as you could possibly go with. I mean, everybody else that you would expect to be in the mix uh, dressed for this game. Again, you know, obviously no Truba, no Lindgren, but they were both injured. Everybody else, I mean, these are guys that you pretty much expect to be out there on opening night and Kravtsov obviously was not. So, you know, you look at this, I think this is pretty much the lineup we're going to get on opening night, the lineup that I just read. And also, it's worth pointing out that, you know, Sammy Blay sustained an injury in this game. Uh, they don't think it's anything serious, although the Rangers have a long and storied history of, you know, kind of underestimating injuries. And when players do get hurt, they always, you know, if, if the Rangers tell you that somebody's going to be back in like a week or two, yeah, probably more like three to four weeks. You know, it, they just seem to, I don't know if it's just overly optimistic or what it is, um, but they seem to, to kind of uh, jump the gun as far as players coming back from injury. But they say Blay is day-to-day. -day. We'll see if he's out there on opening night. I think if he's not out there on opening night, then that probably paves the way for Krasov to get the start. I think maybe at that point, you know, they, they'd have some options. If, if Blay's not there, that opens up a spot in the fourth line. I don't want Krasov on the fourth line. You could drop Goudreau from third line right wing to fourth line right uh, left wing, 
And then you could put Kravtsov in his spot and, and play him out there with Hedl and Lafreniere on the third line. Uh, the other option is, you know, you could drop Jimmy Vesey from the second line to the fourth line and put Kravtsov out there on the Panarin line, and everything would kind of come full circle as far as, uh, you know, how the season started. But uh, we'll have a better idea of that when we find out if Sammy Blay is going to play on opening night or not. But for the time being, yeah, I mean, Kravtsov, a little bit of a disappointing preseason, didn't do enough to really stand out and earn that spot. And it looks like uh, if everything stays the way it is, he'll probably be watching the first game from the press box. And of course, the other thing too is, you know, anytime something like this happens with Kravtsov, you kind of hold your breath a little bit. You know, how is he going to respond to this? If it's the new and improved and better attitude Vitaly Kravtsov, then he'll handle it okay. You know, he won't throw a fit. He won't, you know, be on the next plane out of town or anything like that. He'll deal with it and he'll await his opportunity. But yeah, I mean, anytime that, that Kravtsov is, you know, demoted or sent to the AHL or whatever it might be, you do get a little bit nervous. You do kind of hold your breath and like, oh God, what's going to happen? But uh, we'll see how everything shakes out. I think, uh, like I said, if Blay is good to go on Tuesday, then I think you see Kravtsov probably as a healthy scratch, uh, but we shall see there. Going to keep this thing rolling in just a second. We're going to, like I said, talk about, uh, you know, the Rangers preseason as a whole, a couple of plays from this game, uh, some roster decisions, and once again, uh, Capo Caco continuing to, uh, you know, have a very impressive preseason. I would say that that's probably the uh, the most positive thing that the Rangers have had in this preseason is uh, Capo Caco looking good no matter who he's out there with and scoring a couple goals as well. And uh, we're going to do all that in just a second. But first, just to let everybody know, today's episode of Lockdown New York Rangers is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I use Athletic Greens literally every day. I started taking it because I wanted a supplement that actually tasted great, and I wanted to see what all the hype was about. Now I've been on it for several months, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild, tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It is lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, so as I was discussing, you know, just a couple minutes ago, I think Capo Caco, you look at this Ranger preseason as a whole, he is probably uh, the biggest positive, the, the thing you feel best about going into the regular season because, you know, again, he's entering year four here. The Rangers are getting to a point where they're expecting more out of him. Uh, they pretty much need more out of him. And uh, he scored a heck of a goal for his third of the preseason. And I think one of the things that's most impressive about Caco is they've used him on a couple different lines, you know, in this preseason. He was out there with the kid line. He got a chance with Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. And obviously he took advantage of that situation because, you know, he's, again, scored a couple goals in his most recent couple of games here. Uh, he scores at 6.50 of the third period here against the Islanders. Uh, just a beautiful goal. Gets a pass from Braden Schneider across the ice. Moves in very calmly and just picks the uh, the top corner on the near side over the shoulder of the goalie. 
And what really stood out to me about this goal is just the ease with which Kako scored here. I mean, he moved in so calmly, cool, calm, and collected, didn't rush his shot, and uh, just put it right where it needed to be. And it kind of reminded me a little bit, I mean, it's a different kind of goal, but he went in with kind of the same approach, I thought. You know, the goal that he scored earlier this preseason, where he went in on the breakaway and just went forehand, backhand, basically undressed the goalie, scored on the backhand, and just made it look easy. You know, that's the sign of a player who's kind of unlocking all that enormous skill that we know that he possesses. Obviously, it hasn't always been on display over his first few seasons, but, you know, this kid is tremendously talented and uh, just a very impressive goal here, just making it look easy. That's really been the theme of all three of his goals. Now, of course, the one goal that he scored earlier in the preseason, the puck was literally laying on the goal line, and all he had to do was put out his stick and knock it into the net. But the other two, again, the breakaway goal against the Bruins and then this goal here against the Islanders, what really stood out for me was his ability, once again, it just made it look so easy. You know, that's something that only the best players in the NHL can do to score and just, you know, have that ease about it, have that situation where, you know, it doesn't even look like it was that much of a challenge. He just very calmly deposits the puck into the net. Good stuff all around from Capo Caco. And I think at this point, you know, he's been out there with Mika and Kreider the last couple of games you got to figure he's going to be out there on opening night with those two because how could he possibly not be? I mean, everybody else got an opportunity. Capo Caco is the one doing the most with it, and uh, that was the regular season finale, so I can't imagine they're going to make a change uh, when he scored three goals in his last two games. can't imagine they're going to make a change between now and opening night and go with somebody else there. But we will go ahead and continue talking about everything surrounding the Rangers heading into opening night, and we will do that in just a second. All right, so definitely want to break down a couple of things that have happened here with the Rangers. And just for some full context here, uh, I'm recording this episode on Sunday. I did uh, the first portion of this on Sunday morning, and I'm kind of picking it back up here in the late afternoon. And I'm glad that I am because quite a few things have happened uh, since I started recording this morning. Uh, for starters, we know that Jimmy Vesey has made the New York Rangers. So uh, big congratulations to him. And again, I know he's already something of a polarizing New York Ranger because, you know, there's people that think that, oh, well, you know, there's better people than Jimmy Vesey to go with and guys with higher upside. But I still do think that you have to, um, you know, tip your cap a little bit and give credit where it's due. Jimmy Vesey made this team. He was in here on a PTO, maybe a 50-50 shot at best coming into the training camp. And he made sure uh, that he makes this opening night roster and uh, no guarantee that he'll be dressed on opening night, but it would seem like he probably will be. And as I was mentioning earlier, Vitaly Kravtsov uh, could probably end up being the healthy scratch in such a situation. So we'll see. I would imagine, though, you know, based on what they did in the last preseason game, could be VZ out there very easily with Panarin and Trocek on the second line. So uh, pretty wild to think, you know, in on a PTO and get to play with Panarin to start the season. Uh, the other bit of news for the Rangers is that uh, a couple of players who were not going to make this team were placed on waivers a little bit earlier today. Julian Gauthier was one of them. Uh, Jared Tenorti was the other one. Uh, Tenorti, you know, they brought him in last year on a two-year deal, uh, making pretty much the league minimum, I believe. And, uh, you know, it's definitely six figures. But, yeah, I mean, he's not somebody that really factors into the Rangers' plans this season, I don't think. I suppose his organizational depth and as somebody who is, you know, a, a defenseman on the AHL team, it's fine if you're ever in a situation where, you know, you're expecting trouble from a certain opponent and you need to go, you know, with the rough and tough lineup, I suppose he at least becomes an option. But I did not see enough from Jared Tenorti last season to really, you know, want to see a whole lot more of him, if I'm being completely honest here. But his organizational depth, it's fine. He is all but certain to clear waivers, but I just can't see a team, you know, basically, I don't want to say wasting, but kind of, yeah, wasting a waiver claim on Jared Tenorti. Unless there's a team out there that 
see something that I just don't see and or they just feel like they need to get tougher going into the season and they want an enforcer. Uh, I mean, maybe, but I, again, I, I don't think there's any way possible that he gets claimed on waivers. I should also mention uh, Tenorti got into a fight in the uh, preseason finale against the Islanders. And I mean, hey, I guess you got to do what you got to do, right? I mean, for starters, it's Rangers Islanders. And if you're Jared Tenorti, I mean, he's trying to do something to make an impression, turn some heads, make this team. But, you know, obviously simply getting into a fight in the preseason finale against the Islanders wasn't going to be enough for it. And uh, he is not waiver exempt. So he'll have to pass through waivers. I would imagine he will. And if he does, uh, you can expect to see him reassigned to the Hartford Wolfpack to start the season. But yeah, Jared Tenorti, never really somebody that was in serious contention for an opening night roster spot. As for Julian Gauthier, uh, we've been kind of, you know, up and down with Julian Gauthier over the past few years. He's somebody that I think has an intriguing blend of size and speed that, you know, you don't really see all that often. But again, we've been through this story multiple times. It's just never really translated to success at the NHL level. And so Julian Gauthier got some chances this past season, uh, got a good amount of run. But once the Rangers went through the trade deadline this past year and added all the forwards that they added, there's no way Julian Gauthier was going to be anything close to a regular in this lineup. I'm not even sure he played a single game uh, after the trade deadline this past season. I know for sure that he did not play uh, in the playoffs. But, you know, he heads to waivers. And unlike to Nordy, I would say there's at least a chance, a chance that somebody claims Julian Gauthier. He is still just 24 years old, which is hard to believe because it feels like he's been here for a decent amount of time. But yeah, still just 24. He'll make 800K this upcoming season. And then at the end of this upcoming season, he is a restricted free agent who is arbitration eligible. So, I mean, it's possible that kind of a downtrodden team, a team that's looking to find somebody you know, a hidden gem, somebody that is still young, still has a little bit of upside, and still is cost-controlled, uh, they might take a chance on Julian Gauthier, and it's entirely possible that we see him get claimed. Uh, if he does not get claimed, I would imagine he would head to the Hartford Wolfpack right alongside Tenorti. Gauthier also this offseason put in uh, a trade request. I thought he played decently well in the preseason. As I was mentioning during some of our uh, post-game recap episodes, there were certain games where I thought he played with a little bit more physicality than we're used to seeing from him, and that's great and everything, but I don't know that he did enough to, uh, you know, make this team, and as a result of that, you know, he's now on waivers, and now we play the waiting game. We just see if anybody uh, claims Julian Gauthier. One player who was notably absent, or I guess, you know, exempt from, not exempt, but the Rangers chose not to waive him. That's that's what I'm looking for here, uh, but that would be Dryden Hunt. Dryden Hunt, is on the final year of his contract. He will make $762,500. He's a UFA at the end of the year. He seems to be a favorite of Gerard Gallant. You know, Gallant overall um, seems to like his game. You know, it is a physical game, and he plays hard and everything, but Dryden Hunt's upside is almost non-existent. I just can't see him ever really being more than like a NHL, AHL swingman, fourth-line type player. I mean, he's fine for what he is. They gave him a little bit of run on the second line this past season. Uh, that was never going to last long-term, and it didn't last. And, you know, we'll see what happens here. But um, it is interesting, though, because, you know, you look at this team right now, and even after Gautier is placed on waivers, you've still got 14 forwards for 12 spots. And to just run through them really quick here, you got Panarin, uh, Mika, Kreider, Trocek, Goudreau, Hedl, Kako, Kravtsov, Reeves, Blay, Lafreniere, Hunt, Carpenter, and VZ. So it kind of feels like what might be happening here. A lot of us were thinking that the Rangers would start this season uh, with just 22 players 
on the roster and you would just have two healthy scratches night in and night out. It sounds like uh, if, you know, if they stick with these same 14 forwards here, the ones that I just mentioned, uh, then you'll have two forwards that are healthy scratches and presumably one defenseman that's a healthy scratch. I don't see how you can possibly uh, not have a single extra defenseman. Um, So it sounds like at least to start the season, the Rangers might go with three healthy scratches. And I would imagine those three players would probably be Libor Hayek would be the defenseman. Uh, Vitaly Krausov would be one of the two forwards. And then I'm assuming probably Dryden Hunt would be the other forward. Uh, Hunt could always sub in for Ryan Reeves on any given night. Uh, It's also possible that uh, maybe Sammy Blay has a worse injury than we realize. And Maybe he's IR bound. I mean, I don't want to say that for sure. I have no idea. I'm not a doctor or anything like that. But as I mentioned earlier in this episode, the Rangers tend to paint a rosier picture with their injuries than what reality is. So it's possible May Blay misses some time. And maybe in that situation, you know, Krasov slots back into the lineup. And then Dryden Hunt is your only uh, forward healthy scratch. So we'll see how the whole thing shakes out. Very, very interested to see, you know, who's out there on opening night, who the healthy scratches are. Uh, it's also possible that, again, as I mentioned earlier, Vitaly Kravtsov could end up being traded uh, before this season begins. And maybe Chris Drury is working on something as we speak. Maybe he strikes a deal at the zero hour. Only time's going to tell there. But uh, very, very interesting to see how this whole thing plays out in the final couple of days here before the season starts. But I figure we can pretty much call it there for today. I am planning on doing in our next episode a crossover special with my good friend Adam Denker of Locked on Tampa Bay Lightning. It'll be good to talk to Adam again. Hopefully he doesn't brag too much about what happened in the Eastern Conference Finals this past season, but we shall see. Uh, definitely looking forward to that, talking about the things that both teams did in the offseason here and what to expect from this game, the whole nine yards. Always good talking to Adam, and uh, we'll definitely look forward to that. And then after the opening night, uh, Rangers Lightning, I'll probably be rolling solo again, and uh, we'll break the game down just like we always do. But cannot wait. Uh, Ranger hockey really right around the corner at this point, and uh, just cannot wait for that puck to drop on opening night. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast.